0: Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westcar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the One on Launching Podcast, episode number 27. Today's guest is Nick TatiBus. Kind of hard to pronounce that last name, but I think I got it right. Anyways, guys, video is still hot. If you're not using video, you definitely should start now. And that's what we're talking about today. And most importantly, it's about being consistent. And don't let the fear of being judged scare you. Because generally, people don't really care. And if they do, they usually don't say anything. Sure, there are a few trolls out there that might want to do it, but if they do, that means that you just made it. So stay tuned. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Thank you so much for tuning in on the Oh My God, I Podcast. My name is Ken Vescar, and today I have Nick with me. I'm not going to even try to pronounce your last name because <laughs> this is probably going to be wrong. So if you wouldn't mind doing me the honor.
1: <laughs> Bonitativis. Yes, there you go. it is a mouthful. Phonetically, when you see it, I feel like some people can get it, but yeah. it's definitely uh, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful, <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> well, there you have it. So I didn't have to do it. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and how you kind of serve your people.
1: Sure. First off, thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate the time. So my name is Nick bonita and I specialize in teaching people video and social media marketing. I really got my start from an organization that I work for. When I got out of school, I started working for a small company. And immediately got thrown into doing a ton of different things, graphic design, social media, video specifically. Mm-hmm. And that was really where my brain kind of just like, wow, I really like video. I started watching YouTube videos on my weekends and, you know, just diving in. I, I invested in myself and bought a camera. And over those years, i have just been steadily learning more and crafting my skill And then about three years ago for that same organization, I started speaking at events. And so I started teaching social media and video marketing. And I started seeing, you know, how much of a need this was. You know, so many people would come up after the events and ask me questions. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I kind of had a, a struggle at a point because I had an option to either create the course for the company that I was working for or go off on my own. Mm. And it was a back and forth kind of struggle for a little bit, you know, my brain kept saying, do it for the company, that's the smart thing, that's the comfortable yeah. thing. But then I kept getting pulled back, and it was like, "Up oh, now I don't know what to do again. And once I made the decision to do it for myself, I never fluctuated again. And since then, I've just been diving, going all in, and really just putting it out there, working with one-on-one. I just love video and the more that I can help people get it out there. And I think a lot of people think that it's a big deal or think that it's really difficult. And I just try and make it as simple and easy as possible so you can create a ton of content and get yourself out there to the world.
0: Mm. Was there like a conflict of interest between, you know, you doing the course for yourself and then working for your company or was that okay with the company.
1: Yeah, so they were actually fine with it. I was very upfront and open about it. Nice. I know that I had initially mentioned that, you know, I was going to do the course for them and you know, because I'm talking about something that's different like than what they teach. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of my specialization and I've actually been able to stay connected with them. I'm actually speaking at their event again in March. So this will actually be the first time that I'm speaking at their event as my own company Mm. versus as an employee for them. So it's really a great opportunity. I'm extremely grateful for them. They've put me in a phenomenal position to be able to to succeed and and be able to get in front of that audience again and continue to share my insights. And they've just been very encouraging and supportive, which is, you know, more than I ever could have asked for.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just so, you know, great culture inside of the company. I think instead of you know, holding you back and trying to tell you, no, you can't do this. Then you have to leave us, blah, 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 and all this stuff. I think it's such a better way to kind of encourage people to do this and, you know, create something on their own. I think that's such, yeah, it's so much better.
1: Yeah. And as, you know, as the owner, he's an entrepreneur, so it's not like he can get, yeah, it's not like he can get mad because... He's like, this is what we do, mm-hmm. you know. We we inspire entrepreneurs. So, you know, the fact that that you're going off and doing it, you know, it's not that much of a surprise. And I think there's a part of it too. So there's kind of like two people. It's like the CEO and the uh, executive director. They're kind of like the tops, and they've been there since I started. And you know, they both have very different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. But the the one executive director is kind of funny because. I think she sees me as kind of her like young child that <laughs> started as an intern and, you know, now has his own company. So she's just kind of sad to see me go, but also, you know, very happy and and supportive at the same time. So it's kind of funny to see the different Dynamics, but they've both been very supportive in their in their own ways.
0: That's awesome, though. So, yeah, like you said, video is extremely important and has been for quite a little while now. Have you seen any changes in the market in the last couple of years in, t- in terms of using video? Has it been overdone by now, or is it still hot as as it's always been? Or
1: I think it will always be hot. I mean, the one thing with video is that often. Things can be construed different ways, you know, like text. And obviously podcasts are, are coming out and becoming extremely popular. Mm. However, the one thing is, one, it's good to see people. You see their yeah. face, you get that facial recognition of getting your face out there. I mean, I even encourage people for social media posts to put more pictures of their face. Because again, you're adding that facial recognition, that brand recognition with your face. But then also the difference is the short format. So, podcasts can often be super long, mm. generally tend to be not super long, but longer than what a short video. And people's attention spans are so short. Absolutely. You know, I've found that generally a video that's like over two minutes can sometimes be tough for people <laughs> to watch. You can get away with maybe three, but if you're like over three and, you know, it's going to be tough yeah. for them. To watch the whole thing, but it depends and on
0: the content itself, right?
1: Exactly. There are certain content that you can get away with having things longer. You know, the more educational, and it also depends the platform. Mm, so, yeah. for example, like YouTube, you generally want to have longer videos. You'll mm-hmm. get away with having longer videos that could be ten minutes. I actually record all my podcast video and I upload them to YouTube because YouTube wants that longer form video. You know, the more hours you can upload to YouTube, the better they're going to try and put your stuff in front of other people, which goes to why you should continuously creating people, you know, creating it. But with Facebook and Instagram, people are kind of dabblers and they like to jump in. And mm. that actually goes into two, why a lot of people, sometimes I see this mistake happen. People put their YouTube links in Facebook and to me that's a big mistake because you are one facebook does not want you to put youtube links right. on their content they don't want to take you to another platform and two then they're only seeing a thumbnail so like your thumbnail yeah. and copy better be like absolutely phenomenal if you're going to get somebody to click away and so by having the video and, and directly uploading all of your video organically it gives people the opportunity to get a taste of what you're talking about and you can kind of wrap them in and pull them into what you're, what you're speaking about. Mm. And that's really where the benefits of the video can be. And I always try and emphasize that how you start your videos is something that's going to tell them exactly what they're going to get, do something that may grab their attention. If you see some of my videos, I get a little <laughs> more ridiculous. You go about you're how I...
0: a little bit crazier than most, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. I like to have fun. That's like, you know, that's kind of my thing yeah. is people take things too serious, you know, specifically, I know with like LinkedIn, a lot of people are, you know, super suit and tie and, mm-hmm. you know, I just like to have fun. And I think, I think it resonates with, with people, you know, it's not like I'm doing necessarily things that are like inappropriate or anything of that sort. It's more so just corny and comical. And, you know, to me, when it comes to video and social media, it's all about, standing out from the crowd and, you know, being able to differentiate yourself and do things that maybe other people aren't doing. And that's basically my strategy is there's not a lot of people that are doing some weird green screen special effects at the start of each video, or coming soon, be doing some different costumes and horrible <laughs> impressions coming very soon. Nice. So, you know, it's just a matter of kind of just being a little different and being your authentic self. I know you and I talked a little bit about it on social media. You posted something about superhero show, superhero yeah. movies, and I love that stuff. So, and I'm not afraid to like talk about it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with entrepreneurship and marketing. And I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts and audiobooks. But when the new Marvel movie comes out, I'm usually one of the first people to go see them. You know, that's Mm -hmm. just, uh, so if I can incorporate my nerdiness into my business, it's, you know, it's best case scenario, you know, to be able to have fun doing your job. You know?
0: And I also think that, you know, by you being you, you will attract the people that's right for you. You will get your audience and not somebody else uh, who's not interested in, you know, learning from you. So I think that's kind of the important piece of all of this as well.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that I'll never forget somebody said this to me when I was like first getting started, and they were talking about a client that you know just wasn't a great client, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to have to deal with that. And they were kind of like, what? Yeah, you know, you have to take clients that aren't you know great. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I don't. I I I I can choose who I want to work with. Yeah. I do. I am not going to be a money grabber and just take a client because they're willing to pay me. You know, if they're going to be a pain and not fun to work with and not be someone that I actually enjoy working with, then I will part ways and give them their money back and say so long, Mm -hmm. you know, I have no problem with doing that. And I think, you know, more people should have that mindset and kind of almost an abundance mindset Mm -hmm. of how much by giving up this person, you're going to open yourself up to somebody that's going to be much better. And you're going to be much happier, Mm. you know, working with people that you like working with and enjoy working with. And, you know, I'm grateful to be able to work with a lot of awesome people, and you know, people that I've been able to establish strong relationships with that you know, want to support me too. Uh, you know, and I think that goes to show what real clients are, are people that are willing to share your content and you know, give you feedback and give you video testimonials or give you reviews. You know, those are the types of people that you're trying. And, and again, it shows what type of person you are, if you have those types of, of people mm, yeah, and to wrap it back into like social media, that's how I've been able to, to do it through strong social media connections. I have clients all over the country, all over the country that I've met at an event at some point, some that I haven't even met at an event, just yeah. connected on social media but then we're able to establish a relationship and continue to connect with them and continue to get to know them, continue to engage with them where it's become a powerful relationship. And, you know, like the I have this quote that I love sharing. I heard it at an event from a guy named Brian Fanzo. And basically he says, social media will never take the place of handshakes, but it will turn handshakes into hugs. Mm-hmm. And... I share that when I speak at events because I think it, it it perfectly represents how I treat social media. And I even have a story where this was actually the case where I met somebody at an event in Houston, Texas, and we connected on Facebook and we are following each other. You know, she's seeing stuff that I'm posting, I'm seeing stuff that- you know, we're commenting back and forth. We really only had like one interaction. You know, we only like met, we maybe talked for a few minutes, connected, and then that was it. Mm -hmm. And then two years later, she was in Philadelphia and she put out a message on Facebook and said, Hey, I'm in Philadelphia. Like, what are some fun stuff to do? And I was like, Hey, I live here. Mm -hmm. Let's get together. Like, let's get lunch. And so I was able to meet up with her. And what's the first thing that I do when I see her? give her a big hug. Yeah, And it was so funny because right after it happened, I was like, "Hmm, this is interesting. We haven't actually seen each other in two <laughs> years and I've only met you for like five minutes. And yet here we are hugging, acting like we've known each other for years yeah. because in the grand scheme of things, it had been. Yeah. It had been two years of engaging, connecting. And then she actually ended up being one of my, uh, my beta course buyers. So again, it it just goes to show you, you know, the full, full connection, full cycle of just creating powerful relationships and using social media as a tool Mm -hmm. and not feeling like it's something that you have to do, but really when you, when you go onto social media, then you use it with the intention of creating strong and powerful relationships.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. I've just recently kind of started with Instagram and to be honest it's hard to get started because you don't get the engagement and you know people aren't really liking your stuff and all that stuff you're not getting any comments so really don't have anything to interact with but now that I've done it consistently for let's say one and a half month I'm starting to see that you know you're getting more engagement you're starting to get more comments from people you don't even know who you who are at all and that really gets me fired up because it's not the fact that I'm getting the engagement, but it's the fact that I can engage with somebody and kind of, you know, share my experience, share my point of view with somebody and get their feedback on something, it, you know, kind of creates this dialogue. I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's all. That's what it's all about, the communication and you're, you're having conversations. And I think that, you know, that's where it starts. It starts on social media. And I think with today's world, with the, so many choices for things mm-hmm. to, you know, choose between, you know, how you differentiate yourself is actually creating real relationships with people, you know, where you're consistently talking with them, you know, Gary Vanderchuk, you know, the jab, jab, right hook mm-hmm. where you're, you're just constantly you know giving people information constantly talking with them helping them I'm often I, often when I see people doing certain things on social media I'll just send them a message and say like hey you may want to do this instead because that's the way the algorithm likes to do it and so I just try and provide value any point that I can without actually having that ask mm-hmm. knowing that you know obviously that is the goal eventually to get people to business but the main goal is to help people and so if I can provide some, some insight and value, you know, you don't want to be the guy that's like messaging people and constantly being like, Hey, buy my stuff. You know, like it's just not a good strategy, but if you come from a place of service and, you know, always focusing on, Hey, how can you help people? How can you help more people? You know, things just happen much more quickly and Mm -hmm. much more organically. And I, you know, I think that's, that's the best strategy you can do.
0: Yeah. And I think also, You know, social media helps you like, for instance, we were both at BBD Live. Uh, We hadn't met or talked at that point, but uh, we managed to connect anyway. But I think also just going to an event like that, me coming from Norway, that's a 15-hour flight. If I had to go over there not knowing a soul, that would be scary. (laughs) To be honest, that would be really scary. But fortunately, you know, you had the group. You managed to connect with a lot of people and you've talked with them through social media and that makes it so much easier. And when you meet people, it's like, like I said, it's the hug, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think social media is so important yeah. to just build in those connections for sure.
1: Absolutely. And using the the uh, BBD example is so amazing because what I found out at, at BBD Live was that and, and I'm like fairly active on the group page, yep. you know, and I found out that I was actually much more active than I had thought mm-hmm. because there was a bunch of people in the elevator and <laughs> like random places around the event that would be like, Hey, I know you, like, I've seen your stuff. I've watched your videos. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> like I had no idea, you know, it, it's a, it's a wild experience. And you know, it, it goes to show too. in in the, you know, in a more strategic side of how powerful groups can be, mm-hmm when you come from a place of, you know, of value and service, because obviously in that group, you're, you know, you're not selling anything. It's all value. You're just sharing, you know, and it's good to have those Facebook rules and be a part of those types of groups. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's a group where you can sell, it's probably not a great group to be honest, you know, and there's a way to go about how you communicate with those people. But yeah, same thing where, where you're able to connect with these people that you've never met before. And then you finally do. And you're like, Oh, this is great. You know, we're finally able to see each other in person, actually talk, have a more consistent relationship. And then even people that you don't necessarily ever meet in person. Mm-hmm. You know, I found out to be so valuable with people that I've met in groups that I've reached out to, just had phone calls with. And, you know, it doesn't always necessarily result into sales, but it's, it becomes another relationship. Yeah. You know, and I think it's important that, excuse me, when you talk to people, or when you connect with people that you see if you can get them on a phone, on a phone call eventually, and not necessarily a, Hey, let me sell you my stuff. You know, I always try and come at like a, Hey, let's talk and let me see how I can help you. How can I support you? You know, you tell me what you do and then I can refer you to other people. I actually posted something today on my story that was just like, I love referring people. Tell me what you do so that if something comes up, I can refer you to somebody, you know, in conversation, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was on my coaching call and they had, they were looking for photographers. You know, I actually insisted on, that that was one thing that I talked about or that I mentioned in my course as well is, is getting a, photographer to come and take photos of you so you have some professional headshots stuff that you can use for your website stuff you can use for social media stuff you can use for thumbnails mm-hmm. and 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 having a photo shoot you can find a photographer that can do it for fairly cheap yeah you know maybe like 150 bucks and they can come out and give you like a ton of photos you know that you can use so I was happy to actually go to refer to people that I knew that were photographers that would do it and would do it at a good price as well mm-hmm. and you know if the, that connection, either person, if she moves forward with either one, they're going to love me for that. And for me, it's like, all right, well, you know, I'm just helping her out. You know, I'm just helping people. Yeah. So it's, it's no, it's, it's no big, big effort deal. on yourself
0: or your partner.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just like refer, 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 connect with people, learn what they do come from that. How can I help you mentality? And you get a totally different vibe from people. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it
0: is. It is. But um, let's kind of switch this over to, since this is a launching podcast and all that stuff. uh, (laughs) You've done a launch and we want to talk a little bit about that beta launch that you did and how that went. So why don't you just kind of fill us a little bit in on what that was all about.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So my course is called The Ultimate Guide for Creating Video on Social Media. and I had wanted to create a online course for, I want to say upwards of two, maybe even three years of wanting to create a course. that's just thinking about uh, it. Yeah. And just, I always had it and I, I even have it on my cork board that I'm looking at right now. It says build your module. And it's funny because I can take it down now because I finally <laughs> did it, but that, that's that been up there for like so long, way too long. Yeah. And and that's kind of where this goes into is that for the longest time I had wanted to do this and just kept getting in my own way and not doing it and putting it off. And it's funny, I actually took off, because uh, at the time I was still working for the company, I took off work for a week mm-hmm. to film the course, filmed the whole course, and then I hated it. Oh. And I ended up scrapping the whole thing. Oh, yeah! So wild <laughs> that that happened. I, I only—I think I technically only filmed probably like three quarters of it. Or, yeah, it was but still, either way, it's a lot of yeah, time spent. And like, yeah, yeah. And I just it was like, no, I hate it. It's terrible. And and trust me, like I'm somebody that most times people get in their own way and, you know, aren't willing to put this out. I knew that this was something that was like really bad. Like I was really not happy with it. And I think there's, there's a balance of sometimes people want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like, no, like I can't put this out to the world. Right. And that's where I felt. It wasn't that I didn't feel it was perfect. It was that I really was not something that I felt comfortable selling. Mm-hmm. And so I joined BBD and I was, you know, even actually before I joined BBD, Um, there was a live that James Wedmore had done and talked about monetize before you make it. And, you know, selling the course before it's actually done. And I was like, I'm going to be a good student. I'm going to follow this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sell the course and then I'll create it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, let's do this. And so I just started creating, figuring out what I needed. I had a basic outline of what I wanted to do for, for the course. And Put it out there. Put it out on social media. I ran some Facebook ads. Sent out some emails. I reached out to a lot of people directly okay. through Facebook Messenger, which I got a lot of actually a lot of positive feedback from that. Nice. Love the one-on. How on you did that? Yeah, I mean, I just I have these were people that I knew mm-hmm. that were in from so from speaking over the last couple of years. I knew a good amount of business owners. And so I basically just was like going through all of my Facebook friends, which again, this was like very time consuming. It'd be great to actually have a VA (laughs) do this, but I don't know if they could because they don't really know whose business who's not, but I was able to just reach out and message. And then people would say, some people just didn't respond at all Mm -hmm. on which you're going to get. And then some people were like, Oh, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'll definitely be on there. Some people were like, Hey, can I share this with other people? I'm like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I ended up with, I think about 55 people registered for the webinar nice and then yeah i was i was really happy mm-hmm. i was like i wanted 50 and then by the end of it i got 55 so i was like yeah mm-hmm. all right <laughs> and then actually on the webinar i had about 20 people that were live and that's not which bad was, that which was awesome? it was very yeah, i think
0: it's like 20 25 it's normal or something like that isn't it
1: yeah. So it was definitely a high percentage yeah. of people that actually were there. So I was very pleased with that. And you know what, too, I was able to look at the stats via Zoom and see that just about every single person was that, that was there from the beginning were there the entire time, Wow, that including is my pitch, including mm-hmm. the sales pitch. And I think that that's an important thing that I'll get to as well in, in delivering that. But what I found was really interesting about the beta launch too. So one, if you're thinking about launching, just do it. Don't think about anything else. Launch, launch, launch. All you need is an outline of what you want to do your course on and you'll you'll get it done. Because what happened was I launched, I got some sales. It was fantastic. I got four people to buy, actually five. My uncle bought it a little bit later on, but he paid. paid. So I was told that 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 that
0: counts.
1: So I have to include it. And basically, each week I was just like cramming and spending every waking hour I, well, you know, basically had to get this done. So I had a week each week, uh, you know, to get one lesson done. Yeah. Filming and editing and getting it out there. And what's so funny is that I got my best stuff doing that. You know, I just told you that I filmed it prior, mm-hmm. had all the time in the world, I had a whole week to film this course with nothing else to do. And, you know, it was horrible. And then I film it where I'm rushed, where I'm working basically all day and then filming the course at night Mm -hmm. or waking up early, filming the course and then working more. And so it forced me to get it done and bring my best stuff. It's kind of similar to how, when you wait for a report to do it at the end. And sometimes you can like, (laughs) refocus and get your your best stuff. And I think part of it too is that that people need to understand too is that it's an online course. You can change it. Mm-hmm. You can update it. You can modify it. You can add stuff. But having it done has been the most amazing thing that I ever could have imagined. Just knowing that once I got those buyers, now I knew I had to create it and then once I finished it, ugh gosh, Mm. I cannot express that enough. How amazing it feels when your course is done, people, it's in their hands and they are watching it and they are enjoying it. I mean, it's an amazing feeling to have that done. And again, the whole goal is to, now the work's done. Mm -hmm. Now you're just selling it you know, or using it as a resource. So like whenever I sign up a one-on-one client or someone chooses to work with me one-on-one, I'm like, here you go. Here's my course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then it allows them as a, as a resource for me to be able to give them the content so we're not wasting time on the call. You know, their time, my time yep. that they have paid for, I can say, hey, watch this. I'm not going to spend time talking about it. You can just go to the course and watch it. And so again, you have this whole resource that you can utilize for, you know, one-on-one for coaching clients, whatever it is, and just You know, give it to them for free, but then to get back to the the pitch, because I think that's the biggest thing as well that a lot of people struggle with is I found that I rushed it because I thought that people didn't want to hear it. Okay, you know, and and it happened more I would say in my second launch than my first launch because I was fairly excited about the first one, but still I still felt like I was rushing it. Because I'm like, oh, no one wants to hear this. Yeah, so you're rushing over the pitch,
0: basically. Yeah.
1: Rushing over the pitch because you think that people don't want to hear, but then I'm looking at the analytics and like, people aren't jumping off.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're staying.
1: stayed till the very end. They're listening to them. They're hanging on what you have to say. You know, they're thinking about things in their brain, I'm sure, trying to wrap around what you just said, all the content you just delivered. And so my advice to you guys too would be one, launch, do it. Even if you're not ready. I had no email follow-up ready. I basically had no runway. I didn't do, I just like ran a couple ads and you know, didn't have much social media posts that actually encouraged that kind of tied in. I was posting, but it, it didn't fully tie into the webinar yeah. launch and that I was promoting. And you know, again, not having the webinar follow-up, not having like a really great sales page. It was just, again, like I want all of those things and yeah, it'd be great to have all of them but you don't necessarily need it. You need to just launch and get that first one under your belt and, you know, figure it out and see how it goes. Get somebody in. Now they've justified that you they've purchased it. There's a need for it. Now, you know, boom. Now you are more passionate about creating it. You know what people are more so looking for. They've bought it. They bought into you. They've bought into your program. You're going to bring a whole new level of energy to the creation of your course, knowing that people have already paid for it versus trying to nitpick it, plan it out, make it perfect. I mean, there's a reason why musicians and, you know, movies and things of that sort, how they have, why they have set deadlines for when the movie needs to be done by mm-hmm. because it'll never end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> always going to be like, trying to perfect
1: that. Yeah yeah, it's like, oh, I could have tweaked this. Could I add it? And, you know, it's like, you're always going to think of things. Although the difference between an online course and a movie or music is that you can add stuff, you can perfect it and, and tweak it later. Mm-hmm. And that's like, to me, that's like just such a game changer of just getting it done. I mean, I'm sure my course is nowhere near done because I want to just keep expanding and growing. Guess what the best part is about that? You can start charging more mm-hmm. as you add more stuff in and build it out. So again, it's, and, and the more that if you do end up working one-on-one with clients, that's the stuff that you can then incorporate into the course Yeah, and be able to include stuff that you're learning from, you know, your clients. It's, it's so powerful launch monetize before you make it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah.
0: Cause the worst thing you can do is like you said, well, you took one week off, but I mean, imagine people, you know, having this signature course that they want to create and it's a huge thing. And maybe it takes them three months or something like that. And they're creating the video, they're creating content, they're creating everything. And then finally it's finished, they are happy with it. It's like, okay, now I'm going to launch it. And they get crickets. Mm-hmm. Then you spend all this time, you have no idea if people want to buy it, if they like it, or if they find it valuable you spend all this time. I mean, yeah. yeah, monetize before you make it is such a better way to go, at least for, you know, that first time you're running it. And like you said, you can update it, you can add to it, you can remove stuff, you can, I mean, yeah, it's a digital world. Why not?
1: Yeah, exactly. There, there's really no reason not to do it that way, you know? And, you know, to be able to have a deadline that you need to get it done, you know, a week to week, Again, it was a little hectic yeah. that month where I was having to create a course every single week. But I got it done. And you know, the thing too is maybe, maybe don't you, know, you do the first lesson and you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. I don't have time to finish the second one. The people will probably understand your beta yeah. members are very supportive. They usually are. Yeah. You, you launched your beta and you said, nobody has seen this before. This is the first time. So if you're like, hey, it's going to be, you know, an extra week before the next one comes out, they're going to be fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do need some extra time, as long as you communicate that with them, messaging them and, and just, again, if you did create an irresistible offer, that's something that's great for them. They're just going to be very appreciative. It, again, assume that with your beta, most of the people that are going to buy in your beta probably know you for the most part, depending on what your price point is. If you have yeah. a lower price point, you, you'd be more likely for a random person to to buy your stuff. But, you know, having that, having those people and, and you know, a lot of those beta members are more likely to become potential like one-on-one clients or later customers. So I basically, I love my, my founders and I give them everything, you know, if they need something, I'm like, you can have it. Yep. <laughs> you need help with this? I got you. You know, because I just showed, you know, they, they took faith in me mm-hmm. and, you know, they put their wallet, they put their money where their mouth was yeah. and their support. And, you know, there's, there's something to be said about that and anything I can do for those people, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah.
0: And imagine if they didn't do this, I mean, you probably maybe still wouldn't have a course, you know? So exactly. You owe them everything, to be honest. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I just completing my webinar, my, my beta launch, I was like emotional about it. I was just like, so happy to to have it done. And, you know, I I remember setting the date and being like, yep, I'm doing it no matter what, you know, that's a big thing. Like set the date for your webinar Mm. and stick to that no matter what, don't let anything get in your way. Don't let you not being ready, you know, whatever it is, just, make sure that you deliver that, that webinar, even if it's to one person, do it. You know, it just, again, it's just getting that under your belt, getting that accomplished. And then when I saw some of the purchases come in, then it was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> you know? And, you know, so it's just, and I had like two, like almost like right away. Although again, it's funny. People sometimes have trouble finding the link. So I, yeah. I had messages from them. They're like, send me the link and I'll buy it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. Here here you go. Here's the link. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, it's just, you know, you got to put it out there and you know, it's amazing things have happened since then. Mm -hmm. Just a, a spiral snowball effect of, you know, taking that kind of leap forward. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a big step. And when you take it, then, you know, things start moving.
0: I think you mentioned something important in there that, you know, you got to show up the same way that you would, even if it's a hundred people, if it's just that one person, I think if you think about the email list, I mean, it's a little bit different because you don't know actually, or the other people don't know how many people you're on your list. So basically you have to perform either way at a webinar is kind of different because you can see kind of who's on and who's not. But that doesn't really matter, though, because you still got to just give your best. And plus, there will be a replay. A lot of people watch a replay. Mm-hmm. You got to show up for them in the same way that you would. So It's so important to, like you said, just show up as much as you would for the 100 person to that one person.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the number one thing that I told myself before starting the webinar, and I tell myself before I speak every time I tell other people that are launching memberships or doing video for the first time is if you think about one thing and that is service Mm -hmm. coming from that place of service and nothing else, you're not thinking about the outcome. You're not thinking about the technology. You're not thinking about what's going to happen after you're just, you're not thinking about the pitch. You're just thinking about, all right, I'm coming from a place of service. Regardless of what happens, I'm going to give my best self, I'm going to get the best content I can and deliver a great performance. And that's it. Mm-hmm.
0: And all of this comes down to, you know, getting out of your own way and just kind of get started, start creating the stuff. And yeah, that's, that's what you want to do. You just don't want to sit on your idea like you did for, you know, two, three years and not do anything about it. Just, yeah, get it out there, get it done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't, can't sit on it. It, it, uh, it eats away. Yeah. I promise you that it definitely, um, I kept, you know, you see it, especially if you put it somewhere where you see it, it was brutal. And, but then to finally get it done, you know, it's like, again, it's like undescribable. And, you know, when it comes to just like getting out of your own way, and this goes with like video too, you know, it's just more about creating it, and getting it out there and going. I love this example because this is the best example. Okay, you didn't get on a bike and immediately know how to start riding a bike. And the same thing goes with whether you're launching your business, launching your you know, course or, or doing video for the first time you're not going to be great at it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just part of the game is like, you have to be bad at it first. Yeah. But if you never get started, then you can never go through that struggle. So the quicker you can go through the struggle, the better off you're going to be the, you know, long like down the line, you know, things are going to be better. You're going to have better video. And you know what the coolest part is about starting video and it not being great at the beginning. People watch your progress. Mm -hmm people see it get better. And then they're like, Oh, you know, he's getting better. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll reach out to him or, you know, cause you, one, you're going to get the support of people that are okay with whatever level you start out at when you first make video. video. Yeah. You know, they're going to be the people that are going to watch. They're going to support you. But the, the more that you progress, the more that it gets better, the more people are going to see your growth. And that actually has a much greater value than you may think. Mm. And that's why I always just like get it out. Like don't think so much about you maybe fumbling on a few words or you know, the amount of times that I film a video and I'm like, ah, I forgot to say that thing. Eh, whatever. Yeah. All right. Publish. And when we're moving on. When we're yeah. talking
0: about being better videos or having better videos, we're not necessarily talking about the quality in itself for the video. That could pretty much be the same, but the way you evolve as a person in front of the camera. That's what we're talking about here, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, both, I think. I think there's a level of both too. You know, as you progress more, you may get better equipment, you may get a better camera as you go. You may invest in better microphones so that the sound quality gets better. Yeah. But the presence I think is a big part of it too, is almost a bigger part of it, like you said, where you start to see how much better you're getting on camera. I mean, one of my my first couple of videos. Oh gosh, so they were so bad. It's so funny to look back on. I think it took me it took me like two hours to film like a five minute video, and the five minutes wasn't even me talking the whole time. I had to actually like take clips of other things right and put it in the video so that it, like there was some substance because I could barely talk for you know thirty seconds and just kept like you know foaming at the mouth, whatever. You want. I, <laughs> I just couldn't, couldn't get the words out. I was like, I can't believe this is so hard. And that's one thing too. So I was filming by myself. Mm-hmm. And if if I had any recommendation for people, if you can have somebody film you actually being there, basically having a video assistant, it doesn't have to be somebody who has any video experience. It could be a spouse, it can be a friend, you know, coworker or whatever that's going to be there because one now you don't want to waste their time Mm -hmm. so it's going to make you perform better and then two you're your own worst critic so they're going to be there to be able to tell you no that was great Mm -hmm. yeah that was great you talked about this this and this um yeah it was really good oh okay and then you know because when you're doing it you're like you know a lot of times you're like oh that wasn't good or you know sometimes people you know again but honest truth that's good." good but yeah Yeah, exactly. And people are, they're tough on themselves. So to have somebody there, that's going to kind of give them that positive encouragement of it being good. And if it was really bad, then, you know, hopefully they'll be honest and tell you, and you can, you know, re-record it. Now, most of the time, if you prepare properly and have a plan, Mm -hmm. then it shouldn't go poorly. You know, again, it's like having a plan, to make it easier. That's what I help with in my course too, is like making things simpler, making things easier for your video and not having, not doing videos just like when you feel like it, you know, there's a, you know, batching your videos and, and, you know, how you're coming up with titles and how you're strategizing what you say in the videos. Like there's all these little intricacies of what you can do with your video to, get the best reach and then also just come up with the the best quality that's really going to portray your message and accomplish the things that you're trying to accomplish. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to get business, Mm -hmm. you know, the goal is to get leads. And, you know, what I've found through video is that one, people are watching and they don't always like to tell you that they're watching. Yeah. They're very sneaky about that. (laughs) Well, it's not just video,
0: but in general, yeah.
1: Yes, in general, when you're posting and sharing, there are a lot more people watching than you may realize. Mm. And you cannot judge yourself or your value based on the amount of views or likes and comments that you get. You focus on that one person that you could help. If you made a video about something that you're passionate about that can help somebody, then that's all that should matter. You know, Mm -hmm. don't worry about going viral because you can actually have a greater impact by speaking your truth and opening up and having the people that do listen to you it's going to have a much bigger impact on them versus trying to please everyone or say you know not say the wrong thing that may upset somebody just speak your truth speak for it one focus on that one person that you can help and and put it out there And it's amazing what will happen. And here's one thing that you'll see is that at least this is what's happened with me, is that people will tell me they watch the videos in person Mm -hmm. but not online. Yeah. (laughs) It's a fascinating, fascinating concept. Of there's a lot of people on social media, they're just gawkers, you know? They wanna they wanna watch and listen and they don't want to comment, they don't want to like, they don't want to tell you. I mean, you could literally have changed their day, and they still are not going to tell you about it. <laughs> but it's so funny. Actually, I did a podcast episode about it, where I went to my high school reunion. And it was so funny, because there were so many people there that, you know, they don't like, they don't comment on anything that yeah. they talk about how seeing my videos. You know, one guy made a comment. And he's like, Hey, I see all your Facebook videos. He's like, I bet a hundred people are going to say that tonight, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and that's kind of what happened. Like a lot yeah. of people did people, people, when people saw me, and again, this is people I haven't seen in, you know, potentially a decade yeah. and people would see me and light up. Like, I want to talk to him because I see what he's doing online, you know? And it goes back to what I was talking about earlier about standing out a lot of people are horrified of doing video and you know you may be one of them and you know it's so powerful to put yourself out there and expose yourself to the world because you're actually going to end up inspiring other people if you're mm-hmm. able to overcome your fear and insecurities and judgment just by putting yourself out there cuz what i found at the at the reunion as well was that there were certain people that that maybe had similar personalities as me, mm-hmm. specifically like in high school, you know more of like an introverted person you know i wasn 't like the popular kid i wasn 't the guy that was bringing a lot of attention to myself ever you know that was that was something that I never did was try and was trying to bring attention to myself and so they were just kind of impressed that I was willing to do that mm. like how do you how do you do it? How do you do it? Uh, I stopped caring about what everyone thought of me. That's basically what I did. I knew that by doing this, it was going to help me and help other people. So I didn't care about the judgment of people who don't care. You know, again, if you don't want to support me and you don't want to help me or, you know, you don't care to listen, then don't. That's fine. But no skin off my back, you know. So again, the more that you can kind of open yourself up to that to that judgment and not worry about what people think. I mean, it's a whole better way of living. Uh, <laughs> I promise you that it's a it's a beautiful thing. And the more that you do it, the more that you put yourself out there and become comfortable with it. You know, it starts. You know, when I first started doing the videos, I was nervous about posting. You know, I remember one of the first ones. I was like, oh, don't hit publish. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, uh, you did it. Up, it's <laughs> out there. Okay. All right. Hey, yeah, did it. It's good. All right. And and then, you know, you end up getting feedback and people watch it, especially that first one. A lot of people will jump on and watch it because they're like, what is this? What's, mm-hmm. what's Nick posting? You know, what's Ken posting? What's going on here? And so, you know, people get that that feel where they, they want to, you know, see what's going on. But then when you show up consistently, that's when it really happens. That's when the magic happens, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest mistake I see. I go to conferences and I speak and it's so funny because especially at certain conferences, people will do video like even while they're there. And then I, at, at the conference, I'm always connecting with people so that I'm seeing what they're posting on Facebook. And they'll do a video and then they'll do another video. And then guess what? Nope, no more videos. And mm-hmm. they stop. And, you know, it's it's sad because, again, it's you got to show up for your audience and show up and say, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Mm. And being able to do that is, it by showing up consistently, it gives you credibility. And that's what you need in order to attract people and establish yourself as a business is have that credibility and get people to know you, get people to like you and trust you. And you do that by consistently creating video content. It's just, but you got to keep putting it out there and do it regularly, Mm. whatever that means for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could just be once a week, but as long as it's regular, yeah, totally.
1: Exactly. And that and that's the thing. So a lot of experts generally recommend once a week. Mm-hmm. However, that can be a lot. Yeah. It can be a lot of work. Totally. And I always tell people, um, don't do it once a week. Do it once a month or once every two weeks when you're first getting started. Yeah. And you know, as you start to figure it out and you get better at it and you start to realize the potential more so too of what it can really do, then you're like, all right, you know, I'll do more, but time is always going to be a factor too. That's one thing I try and I try and help people with. If they can delegate things to me, then I can give them their time back on things that maybe they're not great at or mm. that are time-consuming and save them time. And you know, with with video again, it's just better to show up consistently than to be like, all right, I'm gonna do it once a week, and then you do it once a week, like for a couple of weeks, and then you stop. Because you're like, this is too much. This is overwhelming. And like, that's the last thing I want to happen. The last thing I want you to feel is overwhelmed. Like that video is a chore. Every time that I get ready to do a video film session, I'm like, I'm excited about it. Because again, I have fun with it. I enjoy it. I I know what's going to come from it. it. You know, again, it shouldn't be, if it's pulling teeth for you to do it, Maybe you shouldn't do it. No, maybe um, you should do something you know. else. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But if you want to serve and you want to stand out in the crowd, you got to make videos. Even if it's just going live, even if it's just, you know, just recording on your phone and posting it. But again, there's, there's a lot of things that can go into it, like professional cameras and, you know, editing and things of that sort. But uh, to me, I would rather you just like get it out there Than to wait till you're, you know, you have all the equipment and you know everything. It's like, you're never going to know everything, you know, so just get started, film it on your phone, post it out. One thing you can do. So if if you're listening and you're thinking, yeah, you know, I don't really like video. I'm not really like on camera that much. I challenge you to do 30 days posting to your story on Instagram and or Facebook. And what that's going to do is, one, people are on stories, but not as much. So you're going to get less views. You're gonna, it's just natural. that just more people are just in the feed. So you don't have to worry about too much about that. And then, and just do that for 30 days so you start to get comfortable talking in front of the camera, and you do it every day. And you can just do little, you know, splurts, little 15, 30 seconds where you're just kind of documenting your day or talking about things you're excited about or you know sharing some insights and just and just do that and then see if that makes you feel more comfortable where you can actually all right i think i can do a longer form you know it's just going to help with that comfortability the more you practice the better you're going to get at it and you know so just practice Mm. do it yep
0: simple as that simple as that yep Okay, I think we could uh, probably talk about this for a couple of hours, but uh, I'm going to try to be a little bit nice to my audience here. So uh, do you have any last tips that we can give the audience?
1: I would say that when it comes to video, you should, one, be strategic about it. Have a goal have a plan of what you're trying to accomplish, one through your messaging and two through how you're trying to generate leads for your business. Mm. So make sure that your videos communicate the right message to who your your audience is. And then also that you have that call to action to generate some type of results, whether it be your free download, whether it be to register for your webinar, whether it be to schedule a call, and really making sure that your being strategic about it and not just like making a video to make a video. Right. And and then again, I think I said this three times throughout this. <laughs> must this be webinar, But I, yeah, this, this podcast, yeah, I think it's the most important thing is service, service, service. Things are a lot easier when you come from a place of service and, and trying to help people. There's somebody out there. Oh, this is a good point that I think is important is that if there's somebody out there that sharing similar information that you want to share, do not get discouraged by that and share it anyway because there's somebody out there in your audience that needs to hear it specifically from you mm-hmm. because your unique perspective, your unique voice of how you deliver things is going to impact specific people differently. So don't be afraid of other people putting similar stuff out there. If you want to talk about it and you're passionate about talking about it, put it out there become the expert in your industry come from that you know ability to serve focus on on helping those people and amazing things will happen i promise
0: micro (laughs) that's it awesome great 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 so how can people connect with you and find out more about you your website your facebook instagram whatever
1: yeah, so I would say the the place I'm most active is uh Instagram and my my handle is Nick J and then the first four letters of my last name, Bonnie, B O N I. So it's Nick J Bonnie. I have a podcast called Let's Grow Together. It's all about just habits, successful habits and strategies. You know, we talk about and, and different things that you can implement into your day to become more successful, more productive and things of that sort. And then my company is called Digital Champions and it's the digitalchamps.com.
0: Awesome. I'll put that all in the show notes so people can click on it and find you. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast and sharing a lot of valuable information.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Wesker. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.